This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate. Then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com and join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a new and exciting episode of the Vile Files. I'm your host, Nick, joined by Ali and Amanda, and do we have an amazing episode for you today. The one, the only, the wonderful Hello Teffy is our guest today. What a woman. Firecracker. What a wild episode. <laughs> it was like conversation fencing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of back and forth in a very cool way. It's great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I won't spend too much time previewing the movie. Okay, I have a short story and a question for both of you regarding love languages. Because wedding slash Minnesota boy was fixing a computer of mine that was like potentially had a virus and was old. And he was going to get the keyboard replaced and like research the warranty and like brought it to the Apple store for me and like did a whole appointment and was like texting me with like options of what to do with this computer. Uh And I was like so touched by that. And I've never considered that like acts of service would be a love language. I've always thought like quality time was mine. But then I was thinking, I was like, I feel like my dad is very into acts of service. So like, does that go into the whole debate we've had before of our girls like trying to find someone like their dad guy, like for heterosexual relationships. And does that have to deal with love languages as well? I don't know. I mean, we're not, I'm not, I'm certainly not a love language expert. And I would need- guess that our love language can evolve. Yeah. And, right. Our needs and priorities change. Like I've lately been spending a lot of time talking about uh, like people It's like, Oh, well it's like good to be picky. And, and it's like, yeah, it's always good to have high standards, but like, we should always be assessing what those standards are, right? Like that can change. They mm-hmm. should change. They should evolve, right? Like from like lists of like, I don't want them to like have a tattoo and go to college to like, how do they make me feel? So I suppose that can evolve. I also feel like love languages sometimes respond to like deficits where it's like if I'm feeling yeah sort of negative or like if I'm fe- if the way I'm feeling is like a sort of like a critique of myself then I feel like words of affirmation are super helpful versus like if I'm just feeling really overwhelmed then acts of service like what a what a treat especially acts of service I feel like that could be a love language that you you only appreciate it when you're not used to it yeah 100%. I feel like an acts of service yeah. like like two years into this relationship with this guy if let's say you guys were to <laughs> fast forward <laughs> You would go from like, oh, that was really sweet, to be like, hey, my computer's broken. Do your thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we have a way of like totally stopping appreciating. That happened with my ex because my ex had like some very serious conditions that end. So for that impacted him flying. And I was like, well, do you pre-board? And like, especially because we flew Southwest a lot where you get to like pick a seat, et cetera. And he was like, no, I didn't know I could do that. Like, I don't want to talk to them. And so then I, like, it became like a routine where like the first time, every time we went to the airport, I would just like go up to the counter and kind of like explain the situation. And then you get the pre-boarding pass. And at first it was like, wow, you're working magic. And then it was like, 
an expectation. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do think, I, yeah. And like, I don't think love language, like, you know, we take these tests. It's like, this is my love language. Like, you just never know when you might appreciate something. We tend to focus on what we don't get more than what we do receive. When I think about like, lo- like an impact or like memory, like, yeah, the negative stuff I feel like makes more of like a tangible imprint. Doesn't, doesn't have to. That's, that's, I think that's a, how we assess. You know, if you always remember the things that didn't happen more vividly than the, like, I think it's the, that. The, than the enjoyable moments. That's not necessarily a good thing, but yet we often do that. I feel like it's also maybe getting out, like, I think I feel more flexibility with stuff that brings me happiness and more rigidity with stuff that, like, frustrates me. Like, I think the stuff that makes me happy, I feel like it day to day, I don't know if you feel like this, like, changes, but the stuff that frustrates me, pretty consistent and, like, really gets me every time. We don't do a good job of appreciating things that work out, not yeah. taking, like, like, a good day that like nothing bad happened, like that was pretty good. You know, we have these expectations. The problem with expectations is we're expecting it to happen. And when we don't, we get disappointed. But how often do we say, give thanks to our expectations being met? I feel like I've been trying to do that more because that seems like that's the secret to happiness is that it's like you find ways to like tolerate discomfort and enjoy little like blips of good stuff. And I don't know. (laughs) It's also like with the distance with this guy too, like it's easier to just focus on like the like positive additions because it's like my day-to-day life really hasn't changed. So he does nothing but add positives in that regard. So it's like, oh, let me send you dinner. I'm at the Apple store for you. Meanwhile, I'm just like living my life out here. Wait, why does he have your computer? It's not my normal one. It's an older one that he was trying to like rehab. Fixer upper. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Update on the, the lake house, the appraisal came in significantly lower than the offer. What did you say? Lower? Is that what you Which said? Which is a... Lower? Well, in theory, it's okay. a good news for me. Okay. Because it means that this buyer who's being rather difficult. Now, granted, he doesn't owe me anything personally, but like... Have you heard from him? I don't have the time to explain the <laughs> no. back and forth. But my mom and I are still holding out hope. But yeah. So the buyer this particular might person back seems out? Per- well, I don't know. The eight, I mean, their agent is not particularly helpful, as often real estate's real estate agents cannot be. It seems as though the person who's buying this somehow is treating it like their grandfather built this house in 1960, as opposed to like it just being another house in the middle of fucking Wisconsin. Have you done 23andMe? Is this a potential relative? That we didn't know about. It's 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 not. But the good news is when the appraisal comes in lower than the purchase price, that is additional cash that the buyer has to come up with that they weren't expecting. And it's not a small number. Mm. And there's reasons why the appraisal came in low. I don't personally care because I don't plan on it's selling It's priceless. You know, it's you've priceless. already appraised it. Priceless. <laughs> I can afford to make up the difference. I don't know if this guy can. Because I've been trying to figure out like, you know, how, well, how old is this person? Like, you know, if he's like 65, 70 and retiring, like, you know, he doesn't have to be wealthy for money not to be as significant, right? As someone who, like, say they're in their 50s with kids, like, you still have to think about and consider the future and finance. You know, you have to plan. The seller reached out to me because, like, he would like to sell it back to my family, and so he reached out and he told me this. And it's, you know, and there was some glimmer of hope. So I don't know. How are you feeling about it now? 
Like how optimistic? I'm optimistic that like I tend to be someone who like when I'm dedicated to make something happen, I'll figure it out. But this is a journey. Well, it what could be cool is that this uh, appraisal because I had offered him. I I, up, I even up the I offered him twenty percent of the purchase price, which is like that's the down payment, right? <laughs> so like you know, and I don't even know if that information was getting to him through his agent, but it finally did through the seller, but. Because this appraisal happened, in theory, it could fall through to this guy. He might just like. Would you still have to? He has to come up with six figures of that he didn't. He has to like liquid, like available for immediate. Okay. Because when when little real estate lesson for people buying houses, you do the appraisal because you're for people who have to get a bank loan. You don't. If you had a cash offer, you don't get to do an appraisal. The appraisal's for the bank because if they're let's say you need to borrow $100,000. They want to know the thing that you're buying is worth $100,000 because they're not going to give you a $100,000 loan on something that's worth $50,000. So if it's worth $50,000, they're like, well, we'll give you a loan for $50,000. You have to come up with the difference. No way. And the appraisal is subjective to a certain extent, right? Like when I purchased my house in LA, I was going through different, two different loans. So I got to, the bank hires the appraiser to appraise it. And the appraiser came in at what age different. do you feel like you started like getting your shit together in terms of like learning about like the more the intricacies of like finance and no, real estate and, like those more like adult things? When like, I bought a house, okay, I learned this all by buying <laughs> like a house recently. So, yeah, okay. So like, in t- yeah, that's one of those I'm things. Like, should I know two this? weeks yeah. ago? <laughs> no. No. I've been thinking about that a lot. Like at what? Because I feel at like what stage do you start to learn everything? Because like before, it's like you're 25, you're married, you maybe have a kid. Like you're cooking, Usually, yeah, when you you're on it. top of it. And now I'm like, I yeah. am making Trader Joe's frozen meals a lot of the time. Yeah. So it's like, do you know how much I learned then? about a pool and a hot tub? I know so much about a pool and a hot tub now because I own a, a house with a pool and a hot tub and I had problems with my pool and a hot tub. And I like, I learned a ton, sure. but I had, you know, now I know because I had to experience it. I did learn so much about drug tests. Yeah. Right. When I, I, and like, yeah. And then once you learn it and then you, do can, we get drug tested? <laughs> no, it was for, it was for a different job. Um, but it was like, it was for it was for a different job in a state where weed was legal, but I it was whatever. It doesn't matter. Passed. But now I know so much about how to pass a drug test if you smoke you marijuana mean, recently. You mean cheat? No, not cheat. Okay. <laughs> is it cheating? If I'm so you learn how to like count a calendar. <laughs> what is it? What do you mean? Like time stuff? Yeah, isn't it like a Okay, so actually <laughs> so it depends so it depends on how much time you have before the drug test. Um, but also one of my one of my good friends in college, his parents caught him smoking weed and so then they were like, We're gonna drug test you every time you come home. So he was also interested. So I also did research on his behalf. And the way it works, there's a few different strategies here. Okay, first rule, never do your drug test in the morning. Cause like the urine, the urine from the morning is like the most concentrated because it's been stored all night. And so it has the highest, like, so schedule your drug test, So schedule your drug test for the afternoon, make sure you're very well hydrated. You want to be getting through. And then there's a special vitamin that you can take that will make, if you take a lot of it, like before it alters the color of your urine. So that way you can still be super, super hydrated, but it won't look suspicious. Like, Oh, you have clear pee. You take a bunch of vitamin C. And then there's also this one, there's this other one that I tried for, I took one pill and I was like, this is not working. There's this medication that you take for risk of heart attack. Mm. And it, it's like, basically you try to flush your system out by like taking it regularly. It's like over the counter. It's not like anything crazy. I learned, damn it. 
don't well, do drugs. Point is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the worst Just part don't though, do drugs. Was, like the absolute worst part though, was that I so I go through all of this effort because I like didn't. It was the first time. It was a job that I'd had before that had never drug tested. They started drug testing. I was just like, oh no! Like obviously, stop smoking the second I heard about it, but was a little bit worried and. The irony is that I went through all this trouble and then I realized the medication I take for my ADD is like an amphetamine. So it's like my my urine sample is still going to like test positive for amphetamines. Yeah. So they're going to be like, okay, she doesn't smoke weed, but she might do meth. Don't you disclose medication you're on when you take a drug test? They were so, the people at Quest Diagnostics were very unhelpful because I was like, I'm on medication that might influence my results. Like, should I tell someone? And the woman was like, we'll call with your results. She had nothing helpful to say. I don't think that's probably beneficial. If they're not that thorough, like... Just the thing is, is that you can't be... When you're getting drug tested, you can't be too eager for the results because that's sus, you know? If you're, like, if you're like anxiously waiting, then it's, it's pretty obvious. The people at Quest Diagnosis are there to just collect a paycheck. They're not, like, reading your body language and reporting back to the potential employer. But, like, I don't know. She looked a little nervous. <laughs> Her palms were sweaty, you know? She was really antsy about when she was going to hear back. <laughs> No, I They're just, probably getting off of work and like rolling a fat blunt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's a good question. Do they drug test the people at Quest Diagnostics frequently? Know, maybe. It was really, they like, it was crazy. The toilet water is like blue. They have a, they don't let you wash your hands until they come in and get your sample. Yeah. Very high key. Very high key. Thank you for not drug testing us, Nick. I, I'm just not at that level where I, you know, just... <laughs> He knows how they would come back anyway, so it's fine. Enough about us. Let's get to Hello, Teffy. What to get the person that you think has everything they want or just buys everything they want or need? Well, I'll tell you what you do, especially if it's a, a loved one, a father, a role model, a grandfather, a brother, or a sister. Storyworth, that's right. Give them the gift of memories and stories that can be enjoyed year for years to come with everyone in the family. That's what I did with my father one Father's Day uh, not too long ago. And I'll tell you what, he still talks about it every time we get together. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It is a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. Every week, StoryWorth emails you your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought to ask, like, What's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? After one year, StoryWorth will compile all the loved one's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to enjoy, share, and, and revisit for generations to come. It's always fun to hear your stories about like your parents, your grandparents, so many beautiful stories that uh, sometimes they just need to be appropriately prompt, and StoryWorth is helping you do that. Reading the weekly stories helps connect you with your loved ones, no matter how near or far apart. With StoryWorth, I am giving those I love most a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to StoryWorth.com slash V-I-A-L-L and save $10 off your first purchase. That's StoryWorth.com slash V-I-A-L-L to save $10 off your first purchase. Ship Station! Hey, all you people uh, running your business from your home and doing a lot of shipping, Look no further than ShipStation to help run your business. Natural Habits has always been running via ShipStation because they help provide great customer service, making shipping more easy and more affordable. 
Uh, most uh, of your costs for your business, especially if you're operating from your home, are your shipping costs. And ShipStation gets you the same prices that are usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies. So whether you're shipping FedEx, UPS, USPS, ShipStation helps you ship more efficiently, provide better customer service with uh, real-time metrics on orders, and really just helps you get the access uh, information you need to give your customers a better experience with your store. 98% of companies that use ShipStation for a year keep using it for as long as they're in business. Make this holiday season even brighter with ShipStation. Use my offer code VIAL to get 60-day free trial. Just enough time to handle the holiday rush. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top, and enter code VIALL. ShipStation, make ship happen. Tuffy. Yeah. <gasps> this sounds good. She is a cancer. She's 5'7". <laughs> She's... On TikTok, like a lot, and Molly is one of her best friends. <laughs> She's here. <laughs> Where is this on Google? Are we recording? Molly, when people it's Google me, they start. see you that you pop up. That's amazing. I don't know who did this, but I love how like just Molly is one of her Molly Brunk. best bestest she, friends. She's one of my bestest friends. Yeah, it's Molly and Brunk, so I like to say I'm married to the Mab, but I don't think she likes that. I feel like <laughs> cancer is an astrology sign I often forget exists. Okay. I only say that I, that wasn't meant to Well, I'm fine that you said it in front of my face, but I wish you respected me enough to say it behind my back. Well, it's, I, I feel, well, I, I'm a Libra, so I'm an, I know what I am. And then I hear about Geminis. The way that you said that is like, I know that I'm better than you. So that way that you, <laughs> Did it? Is that how you took it? I know what I am. Uh, superior. Well, uh, no, maybe self-absorbed. I guess you could. Well, I feel like I, I don't have any what air is in a my cancer? A cancer. Um, I would. It's okay if I say it, but <laughs> so, on um, cancer, somebody's like really sensitive. They're like the mother of the um, zodiac, very nurturing. Oh, it's the mother of the zodiac. I love a grudge. A grudge keeps you healthy. I think oh, it really gets the blood pumping. You love a grudge. Ooh, yeah. Um, Katerina in nursery school made me eat sand. I've never seen her again. But if I see her on the street, it's on sight. What's your current grudge? My nursery school grudge no, is pretty no, no. up there. Yeah, um, like what's Jake Chillenhall's up there. So he kept her fucking scarf. Jake, you want to talk about? We just did a whole episode on, on uh, with a psychologist. To, oh, what did they say? You'll have to listen. About is it about? Do they talk about like how he was nearly sixty years old and she was twenty? <laughs> no, we didn't get into that. Okay, part. well, those are the specifics. You can use this as a teaser for it. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal is <laughs> you are, AACP. So you're mad at Jake. Of course I'm mad at Jake. It's very easy to be mad at men, but I feel like I'm especially... <laughs> if you saw Jake when you left this podcast and saw him across the street and he asked you on a date. Well, you know, a lot of time has passed and I feel like... I'm, <laughs> no. I would say, first of all, I've seen him on the street. Have you? Yeah. and um, He's handsome. He's handsome, but he does not like being handsome. I feel like he like covers up his whole face with like facial hair. He was in an he was in those like track pants that have the the, the buttons on the side. That, That's like, how you know open. he's really gorgeous because he's trying. He to, doesn't like, have. He's like oh, I have to I have to like a Brad Pitt thing. <laughs> well, you know when I tell my mom someone's pretty, you know what she says. I don't. That's crazy. I thought you would have it on the sheet. <laughs> she says. I only know um, who Molly is. It's just only talks about Molly. Your my best mom friend. is MJ. Um, my MJ and my manager have the same birthday, actually, so I can't escape her. And I think she designed it to be that way. But every time I say someone's pretty, she goes pretty like us. And I say, don't be ridiculous. So I think it's important to keep the ego as healthy as possible unless you're Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. You talk a lot about confidence. Do I? There's a, you're on a TED Talk talking about I confidence. I do. I call it a TEF Talk. And Ted didn't like that, but it's fine. 
I thought it was genius, but I was like, it's, it's not, I'm not saying Tef talk in the way of like, I'm, t- I'm saying in the way of like future shtick talk, the Tef talk, the Tef talk. That's how I mean it. You know, you know what song I'm talking about? Mm-mm. What do you mean? You don't know that song, Shtick Talk? Should I? Yes. I'm. It's by Futuro. He's, everybody's Latino to me, Nicolas. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I talk a lot about confidence. I do. I think it's because I didn't what's have the, it. You didn't. What's mm-hmm. What's the key to being confident? So in your mind, in my mind, okay. So I went to a rehab facility for um, an eating disorder when I was 22, and something that they said to me like really stuck with me because I think it's like, I remember when I got a MySpace, right? So the internet really changed. I miss MySpace. What? I miss MySpace. I, girl, new messages, new comments, new friends. You just girl. got to be petty with your friends. Amazing. Top eight. Yeah. Looks like you're top nine. No spot for I you. I got a fight. You know, I only have a top one. When my ex-boyfriend put a girl before me, I was like, oh, so you're just going to tell everyone you're fucking. Doesn't matter. What I'm saying is the internet changed the way that we talk about our bodies, right? But it's like body positivity, body positivity all the time. So with confidence and my body like came really hand in hand. And one of the people that worked at this facility told me, what if I told you it's not about like um, positivity and, but rather like acceptance, like this is your body. This is it. Like, this is it. This is what you got. You can alter some things, you know, you can do whatever you can. You can work out 24 seven, but some things aren't going to change. This is your body. Unless of course you undergo surgery. Like we've all seen people change all the time, but I was 22 and broke. I wasn't going to get a fucking BBL. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I started so thinking that way. So it was just oh, acceptance. Okay. It's neutrality. It's really neutrality. So, but then from neutrality, you kind of get to, um, you get to face yourself in a neutral place. Like you're not at war anymore. You're not mad anymore. You're not resentful. Even the way that you work out is different. Like when I would go running, I would, it was all about like internalizing, like, am I reaching, am I, did I work out for 45 minutes? Did I get to 4.5 miles? Did I burn this many calories? All of that. But then when you change it, it's more, you you are letting go of things, not not absorbing more things, right? So I started to look at life that way. And when you're neutral about the way that you face the world, I feel like you start to like yourself. And once you like yourself, you don't let people talk crazy to you. Um, once you like yourself, the people, the world is your mirror and you start to surround yourself with people who fucking like you. And when you don't, you surround yourself with people who don't know if they fucking like you. And that's the fucking worst. Needy people are always looking at people who are hard to get to know and to break down or people who they feel are really exclusive. I call it the Kanye West effect. They're dicks. And we're like, if they like us, we must be like a worthy, but it's a very conditional place. You have to behave. And that's how you treat yourself. You like in these rigid columns of like, what is good? What is bad? And at the end of the day, like bad people feel bad. You're not a bad person. So walk around like you're worth it. That sounds great. Do you apply that in your day? Are you single? Yeah, I'm single. Like recently, right? Yeah, recently. What happened? <laughs> well, we were engaged and <gasps> then to be married. I'm sorry. I've been there. Have you seen a lot of engagements? Huh? Have you seen a lot of engagements? I've seen my share. Well, yeah. they come and they go, you know? And that's Not really what happened. Don't I know it. Like the way... <laughs> So um, he was just like, I feel like I'm in a place where I was, uh, I was in a place where I was, I outgrew him is what happened. Oh. I wanted to take him along and he was just like, 
I, I feel he's just not in a place where he can be the person that I need. And I really want a man who like- That's I, a hard truth. It is a hard truth. It's also a hard truth because- How did you tell him? I just said I can't, like I don't want to do that. It's a, it's a lot of um, complaining. It's a lot of, it just wasn't, I no longer felt lucky. I no longer felt lucky. And I was like, I don't have one more fight in me. And all the fights that we were having were like surrounded by- how he was so uncomfortable and how he, it was like, I was just like this supporting character. And I remember looking at him like, you've made me out to be this like incredible, I've never talked about this. You've never, um, you've made me out to be this like incredible, like virginal, moral high horse, like fucking moral Clydesdale person. I'm not even that person. I'm just normal. I'm just normal. I'm just nice to you, but you're a dick. And I don't think I want to be married to a dick if I have a choice in it. Some people don't have a choice. I think I have a choice, 2021, baby. That's great. Rock and roll. So now that you're on the market and looking, minus like mm-hmm. looking for a non-dick. Right. Uh, <laughs> Which is harder than it sounds. Mm-hmm. Sure. What are, tell me something that you've learned about yourself in that past relationship that you want to do better in your next and tell me something that you want to find in your next relationship that you didn't have in the past relationship. So looking back, I really, I'm not a complainer. I don't complain. Molly, I can see you looking at me. <laughs> I do. Can we confirm? I'm not, I'm not a, I don't think I'm a complainer. I'm a, do you think I'm a complainer? Dudes, pretend for 15 minutes. Well, in my relationship, I'm not a complainer because I've always wanted to be like, yeah, maybe I do complain to Molly. I don't like pickles or cooked peppers. And I don't, I'm never going to eat it. That's but, not complaining. That's just But being... if it's on the plate and she's like, just eat it. No. That's not complaining. It's boundaries. That's not what you're talking about. She thinks I'm a picky eater. I'm not a picky eater. I eat everything. Particular. You can be. I'm particular. Don't apologize for being particular. But I, so I, before even that realization of I'm a particular person before I have this joke, like if if I was 22, 23 and a homeless man came up to me and was like, do you want to marry me? I'd, I'd be like, I'm getting married. Like, of course, you know, like you just accept the love that like anybody will throw at you. You just wanted to be. I just wanted, I wanted to be loved and I wanted to be in like a grown up relationship enough where you're like engaged and to have that and to like love somebody. But I just, my cup was empty and I realized that like having, like choosing you feels so bad. It feels so selfish when you're wrong, when you're around the wrong people. Because when you have people who also hold themselves accountable and have like these boundaries and these standards, they understand. Discover your holiday love story with Audible. Listen to exclusive stories, original podcasts, and more. Enjoy brand new Audible originals like Hold Me Closer, Tony Danzig, and There's Something About Mary, and Christmas Podcast Wolf. Keep the fire going with romance favorites like Eight Winter Nights and Nick and Noel's Christmas Playlist. Tis the season to get cozy. Go to audible.com slash holiday romance. Listen now, only from Audible. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I've... Go on. Self, like I, you know, it's it's usually the people who accuse other people of being selfish are the selfish ones, you know. Like once in a while, you have someone you're just like, dude, you're being kind of selfish. You oh yeah, like the you, mind like, fucker. Yeah. Like real selfish people. Yeah, are uh, the ones who accuse others of being selfish all the time because, well, yeah, it's about them. Right. So. Exactly. So, and I don't want to use the word like narcissist, like yeah. because I think that's like thrown around a lot. It's a maturity thing. I think it's like if you have to be. 
You have to know who the fuck you are. Well, what did you say before that? Maybe like that. You, I liked how you said that. What was that thought? When you are talking to someone about boundaries and like standards or expectations, and um, and they treat you like you're being a crazy bitch, it's because they don't have any. Or they know that if you do, if you're, if someone's mad at you for having boundaries, it's because they know that if you don't, sure, that's yeah. how it won you over. Yeah, but what, how'd you say it though? I what don't know. <laughs> I have no, every time, the I, tape. every time I open my mouth, I don't know what, how it's going to end. No. <laughs> we have it. <laughs> we have it written down. Did you, you know it? What'd she say? Yeah. She said, choosing you feels so wrong and so selfish when you're around the wrong people. Yeah, I love oh that. yeah. That's, that's what great. I said. It was actually genius. It okay. really is. <laughs> Let's put it on a pillow. And then what I'm what, what I'm looking for it is, does because they remind you of it. They remind you. It's also weird because they people are like bookmarks. Because when you mm-hmm. want to like when you want to invest in yourself, the people who support you and love you, that's a really good indicator when you're dating. And I think people don't often do. It's just like uh, tell people your dreams and see who supports you. And right. those are the people who are going to like have your back and they mm-hmm. aren't threatened. I think a lot of young couples will find out really quickly when they're dating someone and they have dreams and aspirations and people hold them back. But that's a, I love how you said that. I think a lot of people really need you to be their supporting character. And if you know your worth and you know that you have like protagonist propaganda about you, they don't like that. They need you to be, they need this, the supporting character because the fact that you could be a main character, but you treat them like a main character feels really fucking good. And I think that's something that I realized, looking back, even on my friendships, there was a lot of conditional friendships. And I like conditions. Conditions mean, I don't like the word unconditional. Like, I don't like it when people say, we're going to be together forever. No, if, you, if you're a dick, we're not going to be together. And I'm a bitch about my word. I thought, yeah. I wake up every day. I'm like, I don't know. Should we still be together, Natalie? No. <laughs> okay. Metaphor- Libras. <laughs> for, metaphorically speaking, yeah, I uh-huh. think you have to wake up every day and choose to be in a relationship. You have to choose. Never. Yeah. There's. It's just. It's just a choice. It's weird how like some people like don't. I think that there's a big thing that men do that I've realized. I mm. don't know if my brother does it. Men in general. Yeah, men in general. It's like the worst thing that they could do is cut off communication from you. The worst thing that they could possibly do to you is say- From a woman's point of view. Yeah. No, from their point of view. And that's what they do. Well, then I don't want to talk to you anymore and I'm leaving. And then for me, that used to be like detrimental because I didn't know if they were going to miss me. And this was like the first time, I'm in my 30s, so it took a long time. But this is the first time in my life that I was like, I'll help you fucking pack, you know? And I think that's like a strength- do you think it's like a, a age? A, I think. Do you think, yeah, well, that's the thing. I think it's more dads. age, unless I have a gender <laughs> thing. Because when you said that, I was like that too. Like, I, I was I've like only you. noticed it in men. I think women are Wait, usually you, more down. Have you only to... dated men though? <laughs> yes and no. But it's a serious. No, but serious. No. I mean, I'm saying I've only dated women. Mm-hmm. So, but what, what you describe your point of view, I related to you, not the guy. You think women are good at being like peace? I I think it depends on the power dynamic in the relationship. You know, um, How, do you feel like you've been in a situation where you're not wearing the pantaloons? Uh, yeah, per se, probably. is that how you use per se? Per se's says me. I guess I've never been worried about who wears the pants. How fucking wonderful is that and, for a woman that <laughs> that's not in real life? And, and then mm-hmm. I found myself in relationships where uh, they might have in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's a reason my but grandma. I, but I was a fi- you know I was a, I was a fixer, 
You were a fixer. Uh, you know, let's work on it. We could talk about it. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always trying to, you know. But you, and- you drag it on to the point where I think it gets to the point where it's just like, no. Sometimes people can love each other and they don't, they don't have to be together. Because I, I've seen many, many of my friends too. They love one another, but together they are the shittiest fucking people. I probably was in that situation for a while. I don't think my friends were happy for me at a point. I was like, I was, I told him. I remember one time my ex was like, Oh my God, you know, nobody wants to fuck their mom. You're you nag just like my mom. And I said, who the fuck wants to fuck their son? It's like, I'm fucking breastfeeding you. You know, I, I don't want to like, you know how Helen Keller had her hand under the water and she's like spelling water. Why do I have to Helen Keller you how to love me? It's like, just be nice. Just be fucking nice. Don't fuck anybody else and tell me I'm the best and do sex with me. <laughs> And that's it. Is that really How it? easy is that? But men like to complicate things. There's this poet, I think it was like Socrates or somebody, like men only want love if it's painful. That's T-Swift, baby. <laughs> modern day, modern day Socrates. That's blank space right there. Mm-hmm. Alexa, I, I just don't think, it's, I don't think it's a man-woman thing. I think it is. Men only... Want. Technically, wow. she said boys. No, I get the song. No, yeah. they they need this like power dynamic thing. They like the, the the idea of a chase. My my knees are bad. I don't want to be chased. I'm here. I'm standing. Uh, Either run to me or run past me, please. I think humans like the chase. I don't think so. I've never liked the chase. I was waiting for Molly to check me, I, but I, I don't. I just I, I I don't know you, but I just think yes, we you do. All, it's my, I'm right in front of you. Yeah, your whole on the life. Paper. Um, mm-hmm. I no, I think we. We all have egos, and our egos require us to feel fulfilled and validated, and depend, you know whether it's a, yeah. We all chase on a certain level. Okay. We might not pro- like you know progress. Back in the day, we were told as men, you know, providers pursue mm-hmm. a woman. Oh pursue, yeah, you know, but like there's still a chase there. There's still a chase, I guess. Or getting him a chase. The word we're playing so hard to get. Words are important, and I don't think it's chase. I think it's excitement and like mystery. But the word chase. I am not a fox. You are not a hound. <laughs> like, yeah, no, you that's know? what I'm saying. Do you, do you, would you agree that there's a difference between feeling special and feeling loved? With yeah, your partner? absolutely. Yeah. You, I, I think a lot of people make the mistake of wanting to feel special. No, they want to feel being chosen. Loved. They want to feel picked, like yeah. plucked. Over being loved. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there was a point in my, there's a point in every breakup, you probably know, like the idea of them touching somebody else or having a romantic moment with somebody else or dare I say being naked with somebody else is like you rather set yourself on fire. It's horrifying. But now I'm at a place where I'm like, okay, well, um, I I did it and I didn't like it. So go for it. But before, of course, I was just like, no. And I didn't call it a fixer. I just didn't want to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. How are you being being alone now? I never leave Molly alone, so... I have two people living in my house right now. <laughs> I have one bedroom and I'm just like, why don't, why don't you just live with me? They're like, I, uh, should I get an Airbnb? I'm like, never. Just stay with me. I are, think I'm just... Have you been dating or are you like no, taking No, no one has time? asked me out. No one has hit on me. Not one person. Where are you going to be hit on? Bring on the apps? <laughs> no. I mean, what's it called again? Raya? Raya. It's Raya. No one accept me. We, May, I want a little tr- country. You try to get on Raya, they turned you down? It's been two days. What the fuck? It's only been two days? Yeah. Well, how long does it take? <laughs> I does don't it know. Take? I think. Uh, Can I talk to somebody? Is there an email? Probably. Raya.com. I'm, sure Raya. I'm sure we could figure it out. Let's get you on Raya. I don't know if 
it's like the most fruitful place to date. There's a lot of guys in fedoras, huh? A lot of open shirts and fedoras. A lot of what is it, milady? Yeah. You know, but I think um, I would like to be. I, ladies, sometimes you don't want to fuck anybody. You just want to. You just want somebody to flirt with you. You know, and then you say like, okay, now I'm going home. You know, to do a face mask and be with my cat. Also, but you just want somebody to like feed like it a little too? bit. Of course, men like that too. And I'm I mean, ready. You're to right. Give I think it. better more like I, I I like that. Maybe I'm just. I've only been with men that have a very like wandering eye. You know, and not just with me, but I think all their past relationships. And for some reason, that's where feeling special comes in and not wanting to feel love. You just want to feel like he would never do that to me. They would never do that to me, whatever. And I feel like when, um, if people, people don't change, you know, people don't change. Like if you're an asshole and you love me, like you're still going to be a little bit of a fucking asshole forever. You know, you just might apologize more for it in the future, but that's who you are. That's your DNA. You just got to find somebody who laughs at the things that you laugh at, you know, uh, or isn't so sensitive. I would literally murder you if I dated you. I would, I know that I would cry every five seconds. I cannot, I can take jokes about other people, but then <laughs> if you were to like say like, what? Oh, I no, I cannot. Why? I do not like people picking on me at all. Trolls. Am I picking on you? So, well, in my mind, you've already have oh. in our future relationship that I've imagined in my mind. What? I had to put my. Well, you know, when you think about like, what is it about me? You rub your nose on the mic and it freaks me out. So that would make you cry. No, I'm just trying to get good audio. I, th- I think it's. I think that you'd be if, if my boyfriend woke up and was like, "Should we break up today?" I'd be like. Oh, I'm taking my things. I've, I'm oh, taking my cat. I've never. <laughs> no, I'm saying oh, it's just, we should choose to be with each we other. We should choose day. to be with each other every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I, think I would want to choose to be with you. I'd want you to feel like you couldn't breathe without me. Is that so much to ask? Is that crazy? <laughs> you know, my grandma said you should always marry a man who loves you a little bit more than um, you love them. But I don't think a man's ego can take that. You're seat. nodding. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with absolutely. that. Absolutely. Why? I feel like I've heard other grandmas say that. I don't because know. because men trust, don't love the same. Men I do not love the same. I trust women's emotional regulation more than I trust a man's emotional regulation. By regulation, you mean intelligence. And I absolutely agree. Um, I feel like, but men men love differently. And I feel like women, and not because of this like DNA and caveman. No, it's because of the way that um, we have molded society. It's our fault. Especially, hello, I have a baby. Do you have, are you, do you have siblings? Ten. What the fuck did you just say? You have 10 brothers and sisters? Yeah. Where the fuck did you grow up? Wisconsin. They have that much space out there? Holy shit. They have plenty of space, yeah. 10? Did your mom ever want to take a nap? Like, Probably. I would have gotten a spray bottle and sprayed my husband away from me. Get the fuck out of here. Like we're sleeping in different... Catholic. Oh my... Well... Like my, I'm one of three. <laughs> like, and whatever. But Jesus. I, what, what number are you? Two. I'm such a child. I was going to make a poop joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm the oldest of three. Really? Yeah, my mom's why, like, really? That's, why, that's yes. why I'm trying to buy my mom her a lake house. Yeah. That's very, very sweet. Very, very, very sweet. Ten? But there's oh. 11. So I'm one of 11. Oh my God. Okay. Whatever. It's like they used to do that in olden days. So in case like a farmhand died, you'd be like, throw in John. Insanity. I don't even know what I was going to say. That's insane. 10? What were we talking about? Talking about men. Oh, men. Yeah. Men so love differently. Men do love differently. So I think society-wise, like when something goes awry in a relationship, no matter what, even if it's like dealing with monogamy, 
women in the relationship are like from day one supposed to show how like marriageable they are, like how much of a wife they can be. So that deals with a lot of generosity and a lot of patience. And then when you want to make it work, instead of cutting back on that, I think as a man feels confident to do, we're supposed to double down. And that's really exhausting. Back me up. Okay, sick. I was looking for words. I was like, fuck. They're like, she sucks. I mean... Yeah, that was good, huh? I wrote that in my diary the other day. I thought it was dope. I was waiting so to use it. So you think men, the the women should have slightly more power? No, I think. Well, if, if you love equality, isn't about somebody having more power. It's about having the same. Yeah, but if you know, if you love a little bit less than oh they yeah, do, be obsessed with me, absolutely. Then there's a little bit of a power dynamic there. It's just this idea that like you know when people are when when like men cheat on you and they're like oh well you know like biological we're still animals. Are you shitting on the street? Are well, you biting into pigeons when you're hungry? Yeah, men shouldn't, no one but should cheat. It's this, so it's this idea, like, we want you to be obsessed with us because the fear of losing you is very real. And we have created society in a way where, like, I hate it. I've never met a woman that I didn't want to be friends with. And I feel like society has robbed me of those friendships a few times. It's a very competitive space, you know? And I always say that, like, never put me in a position where um, I'm comparing myself to somebody or I'm in a position to maybe not make a friend. And men who cheat or like men who wander, you know, have the wandering Oculus do kind of rob you of your community of like safety within your community and trust. And I want to trust every woman I meet. Have you ever been cheated on? (laughs) Like they're paid to do it. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. And it took me so long to realize it's not personal. It's not you. Yeah. Say what you want to say. Well, it's not your fault. No, yeah. I was like, when you, when you I started, didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. But I've also, I've, I've also cheated. So I'm not like this perfect angel. No, I'm not this perfect angel. I've, I've been 19 before in my life. You fuck up. You're a kid. You get Have fucked up. Have you cheated up. in adulthood? In a, no. Oh, does 22 count? Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Uh, you can vote. You can, it counts if you cheat. Yeah. That sucks. But, um, but yeah. But now you could say that you would I never. made out. Does that count? Kissings? I mean, Doing kissings? It's not great, but like, yeah, I wouldn't. No, if, you, I, if we, if like, if we met, like, mm-hmm. if as single people, mm-hmm. and you said I cheated my boyfriend, I'm like, what'd you do? And you're like, I made out with a guy at 22. I think I'd get over it. Like, I don't yeah, think so I would be like, recover. oh, I don't know. Like, you wouldn't go back and be like, dear like, diary, I don't know. Like, strike I, I, like, I fucked a bunch of guys, mm-hmm. you know, like that. I that hope. I wish I did. But you, you, you could. Can you say you will never cheat again? No. You Why would want- I put that? No, I'm a human being. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck up. I don't think that I, I, I want to believe that I never ever. How would. hard is it to say? Hold on. I haven't cheated since I was 22, and I've always and been in like, relationship. Sorry, we need to break up. How hard is it to do that? To make a call or even text? How as cold as it is? No, the question is how. What would you e- rather? How have? easy is it for what, you? What would you rather have? Would you rather if? Would you rather get a text from your boyfriend saying need to break up? Like his dick in his hands. <laughs> like we're, we're, we break up. We're broken up. We're broken up. It's done now. It's and done then, now. And he has sex with a chick, but you're not cheated on. Or would you? It's shitty all around, Nicolas. I, yeah, it's all bad. But it's what would you? All bad. Yeah. What I'd would rather, you rather. I mean, oh, this is gonna sound so fucked up. I'd rather him cheat on me, so that when I walk away, I can know that he's a piece of shit, and I can like, like. Eyes forward like Freddie. And no, that's a good cards. answer. You know what that is? That's growth on your part because like probably like 10 years ago, you would have said the opposite because you would have been worried about what that meant about you and being cheated on. But now you know it has nothing to do with you and you have all the cards knowing that he fucked up. 
Yeah. That you can go around and this son of a bitch cheated on me. Oh, don't you love it when people prove to you that they're not like for you in any capacity, platonic, romantic, even work. Fuck it. But yeah. when people show you and you're like, oh my God, you saved me so much investigative journaling. That, that's, that, that's, that's hard to do because we're not always like that. Because I suspect like myself, you have an ego. Me? Yeah. I don't know what you've heard. Absolutely, of course. I and with an ego, we have a really hard, like we don't, it takes a lot for people with massive egos to get to that place because usually our egos would Who rather- said it was massive? <laughs> Why did you say massive? Oh, I'm sorry, I have a- Ego. We all do to a certain degree. I'm sorry. You're on- <laughs> I, yeah, you're, you're a social media influencer. We all like. It's I don't ego. think I, I don't think I have a massive ego. I think that I I just. I do. I can't speak for you. I don't. I don't get that from you at all. I I, I also focus on it and control. Like I'm very. Do you think you're a narcissist in recovery? No. Oh. But I because I like narcissists wouldn't even think about their mm-hmm. ego or like recognize it and say your ego is just like that that want or desire for the attention or, or the validation, your, your mom complimenting you uh-huh. when you're younger and then you mm-hmm. realize that not everyone's your mom in the world and you're mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> you're the like, fuck? And then you're like, why? And then you kind of reconcile with that, but you still have it. Like it's the need, right? But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you give in to your ego. It doesn't mean you are like uh, a prisoner of your ego. I think mm-hmm. that's part of like growing up and dating is we are always kind of like if we get cheated on or we start chasing or we're in this kind of toxic, you know, relationship where we're both like a fighting, but you're like, I could fix this because that's, that's all like you needing to feel special and saying, I can make this work. And mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. what people call, I'm a fixer. It's like, Oh, maybe you also like have an ego. Like yeah. I don't think anyone who calls himself an ego calls themselves a fixer doesn't have a big ego. Yeah, but I think also people who call themselves fixers are very comfortable with the idea that they have cornered their identity. It's usually like the way that we identify ourselves is very much like reflective. Reflect is that a word? Reflective? I knew it. It was it's like reflective of the way that people treat you, right? So like um if I'm a party girl, people treat me all the time like I'm a party girl, and then I get home and I'm like this kind of feels shitty. Maybe I'm not this fucking party girl and I feel like fixers have been like, okay, I'm the person that gets hurt and I never give up. But baby, when you die, then no one gives you an award for suffering. Like Paul and Peter are not the gates and they're like, you did it. You got a jello shot. I mean, shot. Catholics would tell you differently, but I agree with you. Oh, they'd be like, was they're, it premarital? Was it premarital? Well, they're was big it? on suffering. You know, yeah. did you suffer enough? But Absolutely. I like, I, you're mm-hmm. right though. Yeah. It's, no, you know. it's safer to define yourself in a small space than roam around a big space and wonder if you fit in. Can I ask, like, what was, what's the area of suffering that you have cut out that it was the hardest to cut out? Like what aspect of suffering in your life were you most addicted to or was most comfortable to you? The idea of being almost pretty enough. That was really, that, that really fucked me up. Like I felt like, um, my whole life I was like almost at the part, at the point where like I would be pretty enough for someone not to cheat on me. And then I realized instead of not dating cheaters, I kept testing if I was pretty through other people Instead of talking to myself and being like, it's not even about fucking pretty. You're a, you're a nice person. Like nice people should be with nice people. Like that's not a crazy thing. And to give up on dicks is kind of like what you're supposed to do. It doesn't make you a good person to not let go of someone who's hurting you. Yeah, I don't think being attractive have, has ever stopped someone from being cheated on. <laughs> Jennifer, Angelina. I heard that Brian Heidi? was cheating. Who's Heidi? Clue? 
Oh, Heidi Klum. Yeah. Who do you know, Heidi Klum? Oh. I thought she was Seal? Did, did, did Seal cheat on Maybe Heidi Maybe not. Klum? I don't want to spread your rumors. Oh I don't want to spread your rumors. I know that she was with this billionaire before. And, oh, yes. She had a daughter with this billionaire, and he cheated on her and left her. And then she met Seal. So one of her and Seal's children that he adopted is not his biologically. But apparently he's like an abusive, like, sicko. So they don't even speak anymore. And now she's dating the guy from Tokyo. She married the guy from Tokyo Hotel, the, the German band with the crazy hair. Dude, Google was around. Look up Tokyo Hotel Disco. What the fuck it's called? 2008. I'm wearing natural deodorant, but it is not so, wearing me. Is- Nick, there was a rumor. There was a rumor that Heidi cheated on Seal with her bodyguard back in 2012. Well, sometimes but you gotta she cheat denied on the it. Sometimes she, you gotta cheat. She denied so, it. Why can't you say I'm you a girl's girl? Again? I will never. I will never speak ill. Like Princess Diana fucked all her bodyguards. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. But why can't you say you'll never cheat again? I just feel like I... Um, definitives? Is that what it is? Defin- Definitive is... Things in definition. <laughs> speaking, speaking absolutes. Yeah. Speaking in absolutes, um, I'm sick of holding myself to these like... When you have issues with your body and like and, and the way that you see yourself, you do hold yourself to these like absolutes. And I just don't want to do that anymore. I just want to do the best that I can. And that be good enough. And I know that if I'm doing the best that I can, the chances of me like hurting someone are very low. I like it. I like looking at it in a way that it's warm, but not so sharp edged. How do you judge people? All the time. I'm Latin. (laughs) (laughs) But how? Um, I judge people by the way that they uh, make me feel. And I try to, and I give people the benefit of the doubt every time. I walk into any meeting, restaurant, date, whatever, already thinking they love me, you know, and I give them the benefit of the doubt. But if I leave and I feel like shit, I know it's not me, you know? I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of layers stuff. It's like a very general thing to say, but I'm, I don't want to be around people who make me feel like I have to do the whole like, hello, my baby, hello, my darling to maintain your attention or like, yeah, your attention. That sucks. Even friendship wise, beyond dating, you know? So I judge people based off if they are reciprocating with me. And if not, I empathize it to a point where um, like, oh, that sucks. But then not to the point where I feel sorry for them. And I keep talking to them over and over because then you're a fucking doormat martyr. What are you currently worried about? I really want to be somebody my family can be proud of. So I, it's not so much worried, but I am like, that is something I'm focused on that does give me nervousness, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. I think they were worried about me for a long time. And I think the biggest gift you can give your family is that they, they don't really have about? to. Well, I dropped out of college four times. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I think I was drunk for like 12 fucking, well, it was Miami. There's not really bar culture over there. You go to fucking live and the Cheesecake Factory for dinner, for the birthday. You know what I mean? There's not, you don't go to like the pub. Um, and I think my family saw me date really shitty people and have really shitty friends, you know, except for other than like my core group, right? now that I've had since like high school, but other friends coming and going and men and like being hungover and unfocused and really sad and um, not picking, not, not making choices that are great because I think when, when you feel small, you have a small life and small things can feel big. And I really needed things to feel big. Like I mattered. And then the moment I stopped giving a fuck about what I looked like to people, things started to happen for me. 
in a positive way. Not not like TikTok. I mean, like getting health insurance, like getting a job with health insurance, like stuff like that. You know? Your shirt says no fake orgasms. It's a gym shirt and I love it. I haven't are, been to the gym. Are you a big believer in not faking orgasms? I definitely have. It sucks. But sometimes you got to be nice. If someone's putting in a lot of work. You're like, all right, I'll throw you a bone. You know, I'll you throw st- you a is bone. That, is that something women of all ages do? Or is that something younger women do like they think they're supposed to? I did it as a teenager. But will you now in future relationships? <sighs> is he a nice guy? Probably. Probably. It sucks what? though. It, who wants to do yep. that? No, Have you ever I, had to fake an orgasm? Fake? How would you? How would you? Would I think you one time away? I tried. I think I, one time I tried and I like, f- like fucked it up. I think I made a really weird noise. Like what you think you sound like? I don't know. It's just not happening. Uh, so, years you, ago. so you gave it up immediately. You <laughs> That's just get- the worst case scenario. That's worse than if you hadn't even tried in the first place that you... Couldn't come. Like I panicked. Faked an orgasm. Yeah, I panicked. And then told her right away that you faked an orgasm. This was years ago. And, and I think, you know, society tells you that you, as a guy, you're supposed to finish. So and- you rib it? That is insane. <laughs> 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 At least with women, it's more like, of a where show. Did, like, yeah, it was. It was uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's I, good. Actually, I feel like guys. Uh, Guys should not, know, you should not, no one should be faking. Do you know what your um, orgasm face is with your O face is? Do you know? Uh, if you had to guess. I don't think it's pretty. Is that, <laughs> it's, what is that like for women? It's so bad. It's so it's bad. Like the angle Why for do you men is never it's good. Also, it's it's never like, good. Or they're like, like here <laughs> yeah. and they like, they're past you and they're like this, like yeah. a tortoise and you're just like, <laughs> And it's not is that, that why they women have like a look of like, determination in their eyes. And sometimes I pat their back and I'm like, there you yeah, go. Yeah, it's like, there it's, you go. It's like, like a baby your eyes go like above your head. Like, you know, you know. like, I feel like a tortoise, like emerging from the shell to feel sunlight. It's really bad. And like reaching for a strawberry at the same time. But <laughs> you're probably beautiful <laughs> in the boudoir. Uh, no, I, I was like, I, yeah, you know, but I just, I just. It just dawned on me, like the look so women have bad. to experience. Or when, you, when you're going down on them and you look up and they're like, <laughs> like they're, they're getting electrocuted. Nightmare. <laughs> so bad. And you're just you're like, well. And then they like, on one hand, I'm flattered. But on the other hand, get it together. And on the other hand, I just want to press play on this fucking movie. And they apologize for all the things they just said. It's like, I'm sorry. I didn't what mean. do you? No, that's never <laughs> happened to me. You've never... You you don't do. What you, do you say? I'm, I'm, I was joking about that. Like dirty, but, but I know I know that you were joking about it. But you're like dirty talk, like my little whore. You're such a little slut, like that. I mean, if if someone were to do that, totally you know, fine. You, you've I'm never had a guy do that. <laughs> of course, I'm a person that does sex, <laughs> and if anybody asks, a lot. Have you never you've never had a guy be like, hey, just I know you know this, but like. I don't think you you're are a whore, whore absolutely. or a slut. Yes, now that but I like, think about for it. For the record, I just want you to know that I respect you and you are a queen. I did have this one ex, and I think if I say it, no, he's not going to listen to this. Fuck him. We were doing it um, as dogs do. I <laughs> do women prefer that so you don't have to see his face? No, I'd much rather someone look at me in my face. <laughs> but, Do you think if men saw their orgasm face that they would ever say to the girl in the future, look at me? Not, do you do? I've never no, had somebody No, but like guys me. say that. That's gross. You've never had a guy say... Look at me? You? I think I'm already just looking. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very here during sexy time. I'm very here. 
I think. I'm very involved. I'm trying to read cues. You know, yeah. if you're cramping, let me let me handle this for a That's sec. The cramps. You know, I'm looking out. I feel like it's a it's it's not a relay race. It's a dance. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. What was I going to say before? Your oh, ex. Yeah, your yeah. ex. Yeah. One time we were doing it that way, and he's he said you he says you ugly little bitch. <laughs> what? And I think you know, I look back at him, and he was like, I was running out of dirty things to say. We've been together for so long. <laughs> I was like, we've been together for twelve months. Ugly little, <laughs> ugly little, little bitch. I'm telling you, I'm not kidding. And you like? No, I went. I looked. I looked at him like this, like <laughs> over the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> you ugly he immediately stopped and he was like I don't know what I'm saying I'm so sorry I've just run out of things to say and I'm like <laughs> I feel like you could have said you could have I would have preferred duckling you my little duckling you fucking little duckling <laughs> you ugly little bitch I feel like that's a that's a formula like in know? a weird fucked up way that's almost like endearing that you guys were like got to that point where and then he apologized I don't know it's like little really throws if you change any one of those words I think you can make an argument for it. Uh, you ugly <laughs> little bit. A part of me was like the ugly part. A part of me. A part of me was like, what is ha? Like what? What? What did he think would happen? <laughs> like what did he want? To, did he want me to be like? Yeah, I am so. Funny. Well, that's the thing. I think as guys, I mean, again, once once you climax, there is immediate like mm -hmm. replay the tape. In, Not in, in shame that I think all men feel immediately after orgasm. Yeah, you guys are weird, dude. Yeah. Weird. This is the act also of like, have you heard of what's it called soaking that Mormons do? Mm -hmm. What? I saw it on what the TikTok. That? that is fucking oh weird. Oh my Sorry. God. Yeah, I've seen it on TikTok. So what it is, is these Mormons, they can't do sex, right? And they, um, the guy enters the girl. <laughs> I can't wait to get a bunch of DMs from the Mormon <laughs> community. Like, How dare you talk about the way we soak? Yeah. We soak better than all of them. My grandfather soaked. <laughs> what he was soaking? the best soaker in Utah. <laughs> <And his Mormon. laughs> I come from a long line of soakers. Um, so what they do is the guy enters the girl, but they think that that doesn't count as sex. What actually sex is like the thrusting motion. So a girl or somebody else jumps on the they bed. Just and stick it and a, hold it. They stick it and hold it. And somebody's jumping on the bed. So that it, there's a little bit of movement, but since they aren't the ones moving it, it doesn't count. And they're still virgins, which is the equivalent to Miami anal. I or feel. I've seen like I saw a TikTok of someone. It was like when my roommate needs to get it on, and they were in a dorm room, so they had oh, that's bunk the one beds. I saw. That's yeah, one I saw. They had so bunk beds. I saw. No. So she was pushing her feet on the bunk bed from the lower bunk to she like help when, them have sex. She said, "When your best friend needs you to help her, so <laughs> next face." Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, "Where's the bath?" Yes, and then you Google soaking, and then you have a it's so yeah, no. shocking. But and they're like, soaking. That's what they're doing. They're soaking, and then like Urban Dictionary soaking, and mm -hmm. one of them is so wonderful, and the other is <laughs> one of them is so clean. The other <laughs> is so not. So not. <laughs> they're both wet. <laughs> a shame is a terrible thing. Clearly, it makes you do crazy things. That's it all, does. That's all based around absolutely, shame. absolutely. It's all based around no. It's based around. Do you ever have Catholic guilt? Do I ever have Catholic guilt? Mm -hmm. Are you, that's the way it was designed. Absolutely. Uh, don't you? Sure. Yeah. How not, do you not so much anymore, but certainly you, my, my 20s was oh, a lot yeah. of... No, my teens. I think Teens I, and 20s. Early 20s, maybe. I like, there were so many times where like, oh man, it'd be so nice to take a dirt nap, but I don't want to go to hell. Like that kind of thing. A dirt nap, like suicide. Yeah, but that's a better way to say it, I think. You know, when you're in your sadsies. Sure. You know? How did being second out of 11 fuck with you mentally? No, nah. um, I was like an only child in my head. 
the way that you're the farthest fucking thing from being an only child. Did you guys share bunk? Did you have bunk beds? It was my dream. Did you have more room for activities? I had my own. That's from stepbrothers. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I had my own room until I was a senior in high school. Because the way the birth, like it was my sister, me, and then I had two, my two sisters below me. And then my mom had four boys in a row and then three girls. Oh my God. So there was like a seven year gap between me and my closest brother. So it just kind of, I kind of worked out that as an older boy, I got my own room. And then as my, an older boy. And then I had to share a room. Were you senior. an altar boy? Uh, yeah. All good. And you got confirmed? Yeah. yeah. I did, it, oh, I did it all. I did it all. A priest introduced my parents. We said the rosary as a family in cars. Shut the fuck we up. We would kneel and we had a home shrine. No, no. See, we didn't do that. We didn't do that. It was my mom always had like Jesus, Jesus Claus. <laughs> that is not who that is. Jesus Claus. <laughs> my mom said, you mean Jesus? Just- <laughs> That's the guy. <laughs> Jesus is always so much. Jesus Claus. That's how I really feel. He's the reason for the season. Um, I feel like I just felt like how is the Olive Garden more welcoming than church? Like they even said when when you're here, you're family. But church is like don't ever, you know. Um, I remember somebody told me in eighth grade I held hands with a boy, and he said you had to do like nine Hail Marys for that. That that was such a big sin, and that the Holy Lord hands? was yeah, dude. And I, I and I wasn't like this fast girl. Like I didn't have like. I mean, I I think I I stopped growing in fourth grade. So you're looking at what I look like, which would fucking sucked. I used to get on my knees and be like, God, make me 4'11". I would do anything really? because heels were like mandatory at school dances too. How fucking cruel. I was like, Miss Rosa's like, please, like, let me, let me have this. And she's like, no, you got to wear heels. What? I am wearing heels. They're my knees. I'm so <laughs> tall. And hey, you appreciate that now, I'm guessing. In high school, older dudes liked me though. And that I think I liked that then, but I look back and I'm like, that's kind of weird. You were like 13 dating like seniors. As a like a, a junior, like a freshman, or yeah, like I or like summer going into freshman year. Gotcha. Like, and that's fucking weird because if you look at a 17 year old, 16 even, and a 13 year old, it's very clear. How old were you allowed to, when you were? I wasn't allowed to date. Till I wasn't like 17. allowed, but I was out here doing rock and roll shit. You know, <laughs> holding hands. Breaking rules, making a name for myself, and you screech. But um, I, <laughs> but Catholic guilt, a thousand percent. Especially like the idea, the Jewish mother and the Catholic mother are just one and the fucking same. You know? Yeah. Latin, well, Latin Roman Catholic. My mom. I didn't call her for one day, and she called me yesterday and said, "I'm so. I'm really sad that we're estranged." <laughs> Estranged. I'm like, mom, Jennifer Aniston. I said, Jennifer Aniston, her mother didn't speak for a decade. That's estranged. She goes, well, it felt like 10 years to me. <laughs> I said, she, she spoke, she called my manager. I didn't even give her, like, I didn't tell her to call. She just called her and she was like, I need her to be home for Thanksgiving. I don't care about work because I'm going to die one day. What the fuck? <laughs> it's true though. And she got me the, t- she, I got the ticket. Yeah, the manager is Jesus Claus. <laughs> what bad habit are you currently working on? I smoke. I, I like do little. I, I, it tastes like fucking strawberries. What do they want from me? It's literally like designed. Cigarettes? Are you no? The, like those. I do not cigarettes. smoke cigarettes, but there I was a chain smoker for the majority of my life. It's crazy that people in Miami, many people know me as a smoker, but now I like to hit vapes. What about you, dude? What do you mean? I've never smoked cigarettes. No, your bad habit. My bad habit. I'll always have to work on is being more present. Are you on your phone a lot? Yeah, I'm all. I'm just in my head a lot, constantly thinking. 
Do you meditate? Not as much as I should. You, especially if you do like root chakra stuff, it's all about being present and feeling safe where you are in that moment. And mindfulness is such a bitch. Like I remember somebody telling me like, you have to chew your food 25 times before you, what the, right? What I the swallow f- my food whole. I swallow my, maybe that's the product of being in a family of 11 kids. I eat <laughs> as if it's like, it might run like off the comic. table. You probably eat with like your elbows out. Yeah. yeah. That's a, I'm, a, I'm an aggressive I, eater. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> I could work on that. But you I love doing like the chakras. Even, even if people are like, oh, that's such bullshit. They each represent something, right? So that, but your root chakra is like your sense of like being here right now. And it's nice. And the mother earth. Um, Besides Jake Gyllenhaal, who's uh, who's the most overrated celebrity? You think? I don't think J- I think Jake Gyllenhaal is an amazing actor. Oh, well, who's the most overrated celebrity? I don't know why, but the first no, I do get it, I guess. But like, where the fuck is Nina Dobrev? She left the show to do work, and the, wh- where's the work? Dating Sean White? Where's the work, babe? Did she just come out with a Netflix movie? Oh, but do we count it? It was bad. It was so bad. It was bad. <laughs> it was so bad, but maybe also I feel like she's not overrated she's probably super talented Emma Roberts has mean eyes she has mean mean eyes Julia Roberts niece yeah and but and Julia Roberts has the kindest face in the entire world like Julia if you replace the Teletubbies son baby face with Julia Roberts I wouldn't even notice beautiful a light I, I love Julia Roberts everybody does do you have a secret talent oh my god I don't you do I that's sad. Where reading was I? People. Reading people. You I'm think gonna, you read people well? Yeah. I'm, yes. Okay. So, what? How did you read me? Is it bad? <laughs> <laughs> Is it no, bad? I, I, I don't. I you don't didn't read, even care to read I've me. Ever, well, I met you for the first time at GovBall. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's an appropriate place to read people. Why? Because I had sixteen alcohols. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You're having. You know. Just, um, I was doing rock and roll stuff. So were you. Yeah. You were listening to Billie Eilish. How can you get more rock and roll? I was having a great time. I don't even remember it. My read on you is you were wonderful. What? That I was wonderful? I love your girlfriend. Yeah, she's She's such a fucking sweetie baby. She has a kind face too. Yeah. She's a a nice... When you say two. Julie Roberts. Okay. Not me because I would make you cry. No. (laughs) (laughs) I think that you you seem... I don't know. It's not that you don't have a nice face. It's that you, you can tell when you're reading people. And I think that makes people nervous. Yeah. People don't want to be read. That's literally their worst fucking nightmare. Like the Terminators, no scanning. Like, no. Honestly, you probably just taught me about something about myself. I observe a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're a taker. And I. But you put yourself in a public position where people expect you to be the opposite. Not so observant, but more like in it, more present. Mm. Having conversations, you know, like doing it. And you are a quiet dude. I can be. Yeah. So you're different. You're shy around. You're quiet around me. It just depends. I hate that. That's <laughs> not like us. <laughs> uh, what are you interested in that most people aren't? <sighs> so I'm really interested in <laughs> chakras. I'm really interested in, I really love cows. I think cows are my favorite animal. I really like learning about farm animals. I think eventually I do want to end up like on a farm. Are you a vegetarian? No. <laughs> I, you like cows? I do. I eat them. I go, I'm I so like sorry. cows too. Cows are the cutest. Do you know that cows and turkeys like to cuddle? Like 
Turkeys will Do like they? nuzzle. Yeah, cows and turkeys will put their head on your like shoulders and nuzzle and turkeys purr. And pigs, pigs, turkeys and cows like feel love. And probably dogs. Of course they do. Cats, no. Yeah, they do. Do you like cats? I mean, I don't dislike cats, but I like dogs. I prefer dogs. I like the sass that cats have. The edge? Like if I were, if I got turned into an animal, I think I'd be turned into a cat. No fucking way. I think about this all the time. Like you if I, it wasn't my cat? choice. No, I wouldn't choose a cat, but I'm saying I think my essence would be cat rather than dog. Okay, but if you were a I'd be the sa- I'd be the sassy, judgmental <laughs> I observer. Love you call yourself sassy, and and I, I, you know, I wouldn't be the. It's so to see you. Like, well, that's sassy chance and shadow from Homeward Bound. Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> so Home, good, Homeward Bound. Such a I'm good movie. coming, and he's like limping, instant yeah. sobs. What's your favorite movie? Pick one. Not favorite movie, like best made. Just one that makes you feel good. True, true romance. True romance. Yeah, it's called True Romance with Sharon Stone. No. Oh, that's Romancing the Stone. Who's in True Romance? A lot of people. Christian Slater, Brad Pitt. True Romance? It's a great movie. You Has Brad Pitt in it and I haven't seen you, it? You might not even notice. It's one of his first roles. He, play, he, he plays his roommate. Uh, Christopher, uh, Christopher uh, Walken is in it. Dennis Hopper is in it. Uh, oh, that's good. Patricia Arquette. Oh, I love her. Uh, Patty? It's, classic. It's, it's Quentin Tarantino's first movie he ever wrote. He didn't direct it. I don't like Quentin Tarantino only because I don't like blood. There, it's a violent movie. It's vi- true romance is a violent movie. Yeah. It's also a great love story. Mine is the Fifth Element. Great movie. It's so fuck and Waterworld. Have you ever gone as the Fifth Element to Halloween? I feel like no. I feel like I was too in my head about it. Like what? It, like I, I'm not Mila Jojovich, so I feel like you should do that in your next Halloween costume. Thank you. You could pull it off. But I wouldn't want it. Or I was thinking it'd be sick to be the Blue Lady, dude. Yeah, that's a lot of work, though. Yeah, but I get the cone. Spray paint that bitch in my backyard. I don't have a backyard. Do we want to wrap up talking about Britney Spears? <laughs> Britney Jean, let's go. She's Sagittarius and she's free. The way a Sagittarius is, is she supposed gonna to go be. On, is she going to go on tour? No, I think she's fucking done. She's done. Think so? Yeah. If, if anything, she'll do like might a be passion the, project. It might be the most sold out tour of all time. She'll produce a show, I feel, or something. She'll she like, needs to do something. Yeah. But There's I never, think, the bit, Britney fever has never been higher. I feel like she was, there was a point in her career where she was ready to like, you know, bye. And she would have been a dope, like, dance teacher at some dance studio or like a cheer teacher. She loves, like, teaching and dancing. What's your favorite Britney Spears song? Radar, off the best album of all time, Blackout, 2008. What about you? Toxic, I think. Uh, was it Toxic? I used, I had, what was the song? No, it's the one that opens up. It's Britney Bitch. What's that name of that song? <laughs> Give me more. Give me Come more. On. Give me more. There, so when also, Br- piece of me is a banger. When, when Give Me More came out, <laughs> I know every word. When when Give Me More came out, I was like I don't know, like twenty five, and I was living with my roommate. I was eighteen. And I just wanted you to know that. Great. And <laughs> I played it on repeat all the time to the I, point where my <laughs> I got in a fight with my roommate about it because it. <laughs> It would just... It's a loop. It's good. I just have it on loop constantly. You were Just like jamming in the shower to like... Every time they turn the lights down. I love Rudy's Rudy's. On that extra mile for you, 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 I'm affection. I love it. I can visualize the room and I had like... It was on my computer. I didn't even have a desk for my computer. And it was just like... So good. It's so good. The lights were great. The black wig. It was a moment. 
Yeah. Well, I remember in 2010 where I was when I heard um, Hold It Against Me. I was with Molly. We were driving back from Gainesville from being pieces of shit. Because <laughs> so, that's what you fucking do. We went to the Gator Growl. You know what Gator Growl is? Mm-mm. It's not important. Keep going. Somebody do with Florida Gators. Uh, yeah, and they fight the um, Florida State. Is that new? That's a beautiful tattoo. Thank you. It's all by the same, the same dude. I like it more than mine. Come to Brooklyn. John Starr, Gnostic Tattoo. All right. His real name is John Starr. How fucking annoying that is. Such a good fucking name. Like Ryan Starr from American Idol. Who remembers? Yeah, me neither. It's a good name. It was one of the first seasons of American Idol. It's the type of name where you always introduce yourself with your full name. Oh. Hi, I'm John Starr. I like to go by Teffy, but when I don't know you, I go Estefania Vanegas Pessoa. And I turn to the next person, they go, what was that? And I don't even acknowledge it. I love it. That's the power play right there. Do you like to make people feel... Slightly uncomfortable sometimes. Only if they're dicks. Like if you were dating my friend and you're a dick, yeah, I'm not going to be nice. And then I'll probably end up liking you because that's what happens with all my friends' boyfriends. I get to know them. I'm like, JoJo's not that bad. <laughs> that's Molly's ex-boyfriend that I love. You love her ex-boyfriend? Oh, I love JoJo so much. Is she okay? With the her? fact that he's not—they're not together anymore. They're, we're all whose best fault friends. is it? One thousand percent JoJo's. 1,000% JoJo. He was just like in a place where he was like, I want to move back to Minnesota and I want to have kids. And she's like, that's not what I want. I want to move to, I want to live in like a, a major city. JoJo that, from Minnesota. Well, his name's Joe Wright, but he's my JoJo. Okay. And then he still, and they broke up and they went through a breakup weekend. It was horrible. She also calls me and she's like, Teffy, we're breaking. I'm like, it's going to be, it's okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. And then JoJo's like, yeah, she's going to be okay. And I said, what the fuck are you doing there? Like, what the fuck? They had a breakup weekend. It was horrible. The motherfucker still lives in Brooklyn. If you're not going to be with us, go. You go want have, to move. Go pop out some puffs in Minnesota and eat some cheese or drink beer or whatever the fuck it is over there. Wear a coat. I don't know what they do over there. You hope they get back together? No, not if it's absolutely. Do you think people should ever get back together? Um person who says people don't change? I know I don't think people should get back together, but it's JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. <laughs> what do you love so much about? Are you okay with this, Molly? Oh, I'm going to send him this. He loves it. He loves it. All right, let's wrap up. Okay. We're going to play a quick game called Do You Know Me? It's real simple. Is it about you? No, it's about you. Oh, so it's asking you, do you know me? Yeah. Okay. Like has Heffy done this? Has okay. That? Okay. Real simple. Ready? All right. Has Heffy had more alcohol than coffee this week? Taffy. Taffy. Heffy. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Sorry. It's actually a Stefania Venegas Pessoa. You know, it's the, hel- it's the Hello Teffy I got fucked up about. Did he call me Helen? Do I look like a Helen to you? If I was Helen, I'd make my nickname Heffy. Nelly. Heffy. El Heffy. What is that? There's a bar in Chicago called El Heffy. Yeah, there is. Is it El Heffy or El Heffy? I don't fucking know. Okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. It's just a Spanish language. Um, I right. have definitely. Has, has Teffy ever had more? Has Teffy had more alcohol than coffee this week? I've had more, I'm so hungover. Absolutely. Yes. Anytime I leave the house, even if I'm still in Brooklyn, I'm like, I'm on vacation. Can Teffy name the last five presidents of the United States? Um, Joe Biden, uh, Donald Trump, Michelle LeVon Robinson, Obama's husband, <laughs> um, George Bush, Bill Clinton. There you go. Has Teffy ever been fired from a job? Yes, absolutely. And they had every. I, they fired me and I go, I get it. You don't got to tell me, I get, I get it. it. I'll walk myself out. You were great. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As Steph, you ever has, have you gotten a speeding ticket this past year? No, I, my license expired. I haven't. I don't drive. I my driver. Have you ever gotten a speeding ticket? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I feel like you could talk yourself out of one. Yeah, but sometimes you just don't have the energy. You just want to light a cigarette <laughs> and keep keep it moving. Uh-huh. I, I can just picture you getting pulled over and just light up. Can I help you, officer? Or I'd go like this, can you move so I can put this out? I don't want to get your little shoesies. And he's like, anyway. I'm like, you didn't think that was cute? Little shoesies. Uh, Steph, you ever shoplifted? No. <sighs> well, <laughs> there is there, this one girl that I went to high school with. Um, she was a cashier at this job and she was like, I fucking hate this job. Just like take everything. And I filled up a backpack and I left and I feel bad about it. And her name was. I'm Do you believe in karma? Yes, but I don't believe in the karma that we believe in. I don't think like if I if I leave here and I talk shit about you, like or like I hurt you, that's like gonna bite me in the ass. I think it's like much bigger than that. I think it's like it takes years. Like it's like karm, karmic karma, and the way that we think about it is like, well, that's what he gets for cheating on you. You know, he, his wife cheated on him. No, it's like bigger than that. It's like I am somehow paying for something that my ex's great grandfather did or did not do, and we live through those things. Have you ever accidentally texted or emailed someone thinking it was someone else? <laughs> so, so much. Yeah, you must have. You 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 work quickly. So much. So much. I don't even look. I just go like a sent and it's really bad it's are you really good at bad. apologizing I'm, I think I feel so. like you would be a good uh, apologizer I think accountability I don't apologize to be forgiven so I think I am I apologize because I know that I did something wrong I like that it's a good place to end mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming Tessie. you're so welcome Nicolas where, where can people find you in their dreams and on TikTok, <laughs> Instagram, and Twitter at Hello Helen. And I'm just kidding. Hello Tuffy. <laughs> I just combined the two. <laughs> and Hello Tuffy. That's H E L L O T E F I. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> you are welcome. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to send in your questions at asknickacastme.com. Cats with the K for Ask Nick episodes. <laughs> If there's nothing else, we'll see you back on Monday. Crazy.